So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. And we're back on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Steve Petosha. It has been one week since we've been back with you because we are here every Saturday from 10 to noon. We're not able to be here any Saturday without our terrific sponsors. Yeah, let's start with Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblement Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, The Construct Tomorrow event on April 26th at 4 p.m. If you're interested in being uh, in the construction industry, it's a great event because the contractors and the union trades will be there. You know, start your career on the 26th. And our Arola Architecture Studio, the original. The original sponsor, indeed. We're so grateful for each of them. One week was our bump in of choice, and we could do it every week because, again, we're a Saturday show. But what a week it was. We've got the Wild making a postseason push. The Wolves doing the same thing. The Twins home opener, but it was a big week for Duluth. Uh, yeah, we had all kinds of special things. We had old boy bands come, and now we have ourselves a brand Wait new... Wait a minute. When you say old boy bands, do they just get recategorized as men bands then? Because if you're an old boy, aren't you a man? Okay, that... Can we just talk about football? Yeah, yes. let's just talk about football. <laughs> you didn't want me to sidetrack, Dave? Sorry. I want to talk football. This, we have this fantastic opportunity with a new league, but bringing back something that we've had in the past. Uh, let's talk some arena football. Absolutely. So we just talked about potential technical gaffes with Jordan Leopold years ago. I didn't get myself a chance to hear Tim Brown during the commercial break, but we think he's there. We're about to find out. Tim Brown, good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you beautifully. Whatever went wrong during the commercial is all good right now. And speaking of all good, bringing a team to Duluth, good choice in the mind of Duluthians. But what led to it for you? Because up here we kind of have, they like us. They really, really like us when they choose us for something. What drew you to Duluth? Well, it was uh, it was the people of Duluth. Uh, you know, when we put the invitation out back in January, uh, Duluth was uh, one of our top uh, responders, you know, and the fans really seemed like they were interested in, in having a team and, and uh, felt like they could support it. And, you know, that, that's what we were looking for. So I think from that standpoint, uh, it was, it was our pleasure to be there. And, and after being in Duluth, I just have no, no doubt at all, man, that this is going to be a very successful project. I certainly hope you're correct. I think there is quite a bit of football excitement around Duluth. Steve kind of hit it for you when he said, let's just talk about football enough of the window dressing. Let's just talk about football. But tell us with this arena league, what type of football will we expect? Some of the rules, some of the, you know, finer points of this league. What's it going to be like for fans that do come in 2024? Yeah. If anybody's familiar with, uh, with the arena football, you're, you're used to seeing eight players on the field. We're looking at doing six. We're, we're actually still doing some testing on that to make sure the quarterback is not going to get killed every play, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so we'll, we'll come out with a final, uh, say so on that, uh, here in the next couple of months or so. Uh, but we want to speed the game up. You know, we want to put, uh, microphones in every, uh, in every helmet. We don't want any, hu- hu- uh, any huddles, you know? So 20 second play clock. Um, you know, the fans can listen in to, to the plays being called. They can listen in to communication from the players to players, players to coaches. 
Um, you know, uh, referees, uh, there's only going to be one ref on the field, and that's basically to mark the ball. And the other refs, refs would be up in the booth, uh, calling fouls from up in the, up in the booth. And, um, and, and something that I'm very excited about and to see how this is going to work, we're actually going to judge or have the fans to judge uh, the, the referees after every game. Oh and, wow! Uh, so yeah, we want to we want to you know look. Everybody else gets judged. Why shouldn't they get judged? And of course, we don't want to. We're not going to make a spectacle of this or anything. I mean, we want this to be uh, on point. And um, you know, uh, I'm sure there'll be some fans that'll be mad if their team doesn't win. But uh, but uh, we're going to make sure that uh, this thing is done right. And and it's it's going to be good for these young referees too, right? I mean, they're they're coming up in their careers and they need to know what they need to do and need not not to do so. I agree with that. Calling penalties from up in the booth as a play-by-play guy, and as Dave and Steve have been my analysts before, I think we've probably done that, but now they're actually going to have people assigned to do that. But Tim Brown, I want to talk to you about how you got involved in this, because when I think of Tim Brown, I think of Heisman winner. I think of Raiders legend. I think of a guy that I like playing with in various football video games. I'm just going to come out and say it. Tim Brown was a big deal in my life, but now Tim Brown, the commissioner, how did that happen? Um, years ago, I uh, became a part owner of a team here in Frisco. Uh, I'm in Dallas, so in Frisco, Texas. And uh, me and Tommy Benizio ran that team for about five years, I believe, uh, before we sold it in, in 2018. Uh, so Tommy and I have always kept in touch. You know, I thought he was a great partner and a great friend. And uh, so this opportunity uh, really started uh, to come about about a year ago and uh, came to fruition really last summer. And um, so we've been, you know, putting things together ever since then and uh, trying to make this thing happen and really looking forward to the launch in, in June of 24. Uh, Tim, thanks again for being on with us. Uh, this is Dave Cook. Um, one of the things that we have had, what I've been fortunate enough to be involved with is some junior hockey. And it always seems that draw best, that they draw best when there's a local flavor, whether it be a player or a coach yeah. or whatnot. Do you guys have any plans to have a, a hold a roster spot for somebody local, or how do you tie in the local to your team? Well, we certainly want to have uh, local flavors from uh, from Duluth. I mean, that would be remarkable. Uh, but I can tell you, Dave, that our commitment is to bring in the best football team to Duluth that we could possibly bring, right? And um, we, we don't necessarily, necessarily think that's, um, you know, holding a spot would be the best thing for the team, right? So, yes, we're gonna look. We're gonna look around Duluth. We're gonna make sure that we uh, we we scrub every place that we can scrub to try and find a player that could could sit uh, on the roster. But I think it's really more important for Duluthians if we we bring the best team possible to uh, to Duluth. To Duluth, so and so that's that's what we're doing. We're looking forward to it, man. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to this tryouts, these local tryouts. I think it's going to be incredible uh, energy uh, in Duluth. Uh, but when it's all said and done, uh, now if it's a tie, you know the tie is going to go to the Duluthian, right? <laughs> oh, I like that rule. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But I think um, you know certainly uh, we we want to make sure that we have a great product on the field, and uh, and we're going to do everything that we can can do to make sure that happens. Uh, Tim, Steve Petosha here. Just a uh, quick question. I know you're, you're releasing the, uh, the cities, you know, a month at a time on who's, who's received these franchises. Um, do you have all of those uh, cities? Not that you're going to give them today. I don't expect that, but do you have all of those? Do you know where all these teams are going right now? Or, or, or is that still part of the, uh, the process? 
Yeah, we're we're pretty much set on the next two teams uh, that's going to uh, fill the the four team roster that that we're looking to start the season with uh, in twenty four. Uh, but we're constantly, you know, uh, vetting other cities for for expansion um, in twenty five and so on. So uh, so that's going to keep continuing on. But yeah, we're we're pretty set right now with the next two teams, and um, that that information will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely exciting there. Once again, we are the Northland Sports Page. It's Brian Prudhomme, Steve Petosha, Dave Cook. We are talking with Raiders legend, Heisman Trophy winner Tim Brown, also Arena League Commissioner Tim Brown. All of those titles, very worthy of each of them. Now, if I get to talk to an NFL legend like yourself, I have to ask about the state of the game now in reality. You know, it's so hard in any sport to compare eras. When you watch the NFL now versus when you played, how do you see it? Is it better, worse? Is it just different? And do you have the same appreciation for it that you did when you played? Um, look, I, yeah, the game has definitely changed. You know, I, I think the players change. You know, I mean, I, I, I've been yelling as loud as I can about the Pro Bowl. I want them to change the name of the Pro Bowl because what they're doing now is has nothing to do with the Pro Bowl. You know, has nothing. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's Amen. it's really offensive to the to the people who uh, who went out there and sacrificed their limbs. You know, and played in that game. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough now, you know, to hear to hear them call that game the Pro Bowl, you know. So, yeah, from that standpoint, um, it, it's, it's, it's very different. My little grandniece just walked in here, man. Hold on. That's awesome. I would say, hey, Liv, Liv get her out, please. <laughs> go, go. I'll be out in one second. <laughs> That's all right. They, <laughs> they deserve, family deserves radio time, too. We Absolutely. get it. We're, we're a family show to the nth degree. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, I, I think from from that, what was I talking about, man? She don't make me lose. She's so cute, man. She don't make me lose my train of thought. <laughs> that happens. I spent some time with family yesterday too. That does happen. We were talking about the differences in the game and and how you see it and yeah, if you appreciate yeah. it more or less. And you you started in on the Pro Bowl. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I think, man, you know, so that that's one sector of it, you know. And I think, you know, obviously the game is so different with the money. Because these guys are getting paid so much money that you see them making what we call business decisions during the games that maybe we didn't have the the opportunity we had to sell out because that was the only way we were going to get what we were going to get is if we sold out. But these guys are getting it no matter what. You know they're getting paid because of their birth date, not not because you know that they're such great players. You know, and I, I don't think they really fully understand that. I think they really believe that you know all that fighting and 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 all that stuff that happened in in early nineties to get free agency is paying off for them at this particular point. And of course, with all the stuff that's happening with gambling and all that coming to right. uh, to the game is, is making, you know, uh, the salary caps just, just expand. You know, but man, I, I, I think the biggest <clears throat> change in the game really is this coaching, the coaching style. You know, all this going for it on fourth, fourth down, uh, all this, you know, uh, analytics and all this kind of stuff, man. You know, that uh, to me is the biggest change in the game today because now you are not, as a coach, you're not sitting there going, okay, this is what I want to do. You're literally talking to some guy up, upstairs who's your analytic guy, and yeah. he's telling you, yeah, you should go, you know what I mean? And and to me, that takes away from the feel of the game and what's rolling and, and what you should and shouldn't be do. Some, it shouldn't do. Sometimes it's fourth and one, you should punt the ball because things haven't been going right. But the, but that's not what's happening, man. So I think really coaching is, is the biggest change in the game, and I, I can't say necessarily for, for the for the best at this particular point. You know, Brian, when, when, I, when I was my middle of the fandom, right, 
Tim Brown would have been my choice on a fourth and one. Regardless, that's what we would have done. He'd have been the player. Receiver, running back, he could do it all. Right. Well, and Tim, I know you can't see us because radio is not a visual medium, but during your whole dissertation there, the smiles in this studio and the nods in agreement really couldn't be stopped. But I'm going to segue off what Dave said because he said, you know, Tim Brown's my guy. If it's fourth and one, I don't care. There is part of me that wonders in today's game with the running back kind of taking a bit of a backseat and it being a pass-happy aerial attack type game, is there any part of you that wishes you could play now? Because to say you were gifted is an understatement. You'd be utilized even more in today's game. Yeah, you know, uh, John Gruden, before he was uh, released uh, from the Raiders, and I had a conversation at the beginning of last year, and we were talking about what had happened with Waller the year before, you know, breaking my record of catches in the year, whatever. And uh, he said to me, and I'll, I'll answer your question by, by saying this, he said to me, Tim Brown, don't you ever feel bad about anything that you see happening today in, in, in comparison to what you did. Because if you were playing today's football game and today's football, you you average 200 catches and over 2,000 yards easily. So so I, I think, you know, to me that sort of sums up. Uh, and Jerry and I, every once in a while, we look at each other, man, and we don't even say anything. We, but we just look at each other and just shake our heads. Because, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a totally different era. But if we were playing in today's era, brother, they don't even bump and run anymore. I know. I mean, you you can get free releases, man. Come on, bro. I was going to say, you, you would be so well protected, Tim. You would be so well protected right now. You know, I talked about playing video games with you. Steve Petosha, most people play Tech Mobile and use the Raiders because of Bo. I used them because of Tim Brown. Go ahead, sir. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, it, it, you know, and this is old school conversation kind of leads me into my question. What would you think of Lou Holtz as a coach in today's era with uh, with today's player? Oh, man. You know, I mean, I, I think Coach would be – I was just with him a couple – two or three weeks ago down in Naples uh, at his uh, charity event. Um, I mean, he, he's still a fiery source, man. If he was, you know, coaching – I still think he, he belongs in the, in the college ranks because, um, you know, not that he talked to you bad. He never cursed you out or anything of that nature – but he had a way of of getting inside of your head that I don't think would be good in the NFL game. But man, I I just think in the college game, man, this guy would be incredible, man. He is look, he took a, a guy who was just a guy and turned him to a Heisman Trophy winner and, and an NFL Hall of Famer because certainly if not for what he did those two years at Notre Dame, uh, I don't go into the NFL with the confidence that I had. I think that's a great point. We are chatting with Tim Brown, who is an Arena League commissioner. He's a Heisman Trophy winner of old. He is a Raiders legend. And I want to go off that because the Raiders in my lifetime have been the Oakland Raiders, the L.A. Raiders, and now the Vegas Raiders. How have the Raiders done as a franchise in keeping their legacy-type guys involved despite the towns changing repeatedly? Well, you know, the one thing that the Raiders do have is a very strong alumni base and um, and the the people in the alumni alumni department at, with the Raiders, they do do an incredible job, man, of keeping us up to date, uh, bringing us around and things of that nature. You know, of course, I, I try and make four or five games up there every year anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, they have a big reunion every year. I mean, last year, I think they had over 
340, 350 players to come back. Um, so, look, they, they're doing everything they can, you know, to keep everybody to, to uh, you know, the Raiders have always said that once a Raider, always a Raider. And, you know, you see some guys there who play a half a season with the Raiders, man, and but they're back. You know, they're back because they, they, they associate themselves as being a Raider. So, um, so yeah, you know, I think from that standpoint, the Raiders have done a great job. You know, uh, I think they will always in heart be the Oakland Raiders. But I, I just think this Vegas opportunity was was too big of an opportunity for them to pass over. I think we'll see that come to a head when the Super Bowl is there this coming year. Talking to Tim Brown, uh, no again, doubt. we could talk about Raiders football forever, and, we, and we've tried. But again, the main goal is having football in Duluth in 2024. Tim Brown is making that possible. We'll talk about that to close, but I think you've got one more Raider question. Yeah, I, I do. Um, one of the one of the people that I've gotten to know over time is is Rich Gannon, and and Rich had quite a, a Raiders career. Um, but it brought me to thinking, Tim, when when you were in the league, uh, what's the one player you would have liked to have just sit down and watch? What's the what's the one guy who you were like, I'm so impressed with that. Just let me watch him play. Uh, while I was playing. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While I was playing, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, my good friend Jerry, um, you know, sometimes I think he got a lot of criticism because people were saying he played with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you know. Uh, but I think, you know, people never really, you know, if you really watch what Jerry was doing, I mean, he was always open. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, he was always and most of the time wide open, you know what I mean? And uh, so I think, you know, yes, he, he had the luxury of playing with two incredible quarterbacks. And Jeff Garcia wasn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, a slouch himself. But when you look at this guy and having the having the opportunity to play with him for three years, um, really showed me why. I mean, he was thirty eight, thirty nine, and forty at the time, but he was the hardest working guy on the team. You know what I mean? And uh, but uh, his ability to do certain things in the field is incomparable as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, of course that's my position or whatever. And he was, he will always be the gold in my mind. I don't care what these young kids do. Uh, there'll never be anybody with the longevity, the, the, the records and the championship. So, uh, so he will always be the gold as far as I'm concerned at that position. And yeah, I mean, watching Jerry back in the day was really a thing of uh, a beauty, a thing of beauty, no doubt about it. Absolutely. It's a thing of beauty to have arena football coming to Duluth. You are largely responsible for that. You said you were drawn to Duluth and you love the town. Now they're going to play at the deck. What did you see and think of the facilities that this Duluth team will be playing in in 2024? Well, you we know, we thought the deck was perfect. You know, I mean, um, the way the arena is made out, it uh, lends itself perfectly for us being able to put suites right under where the seating is now and, you know, be able to get more people right there in the action, you know, right there on the field. Um, so, yeah, I, we, we think it's a perfect spot, man. And, uh, you know, literally can't wait to be there and, uh, and see all this happen, man. I think it's going to be incredible. I think it will be, too. We hope to be a big part of it. Of course, you will need play-by-play coverage. That's me putting a bug in your ear that we would love to do it, but we'll see how, how it shakes that? out. <laughs> now, my last question for you is this, and I probably should have opened with it. But there are people that probably learned of the team coming to Duluth with the news coming this week, but know next to nothing about this Arena Football League and, and what it's going to be. And I know we talked a little bit about it, but but one more time, give us kind of the journalism 101, the who, what, when, where of this team we're getting here in Duluth. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that 
um, we we're, we're trying to do now is name the team. So we need we need for the fans to go to oh my god I don't have it here I think it's arenaleague.com dot com and um, and uh, arena league dot football uh, I think it's a couple of different ones that they it can is, go to. I've got it for uh, you. It's www.aleduluth.com for the naming or mascot suggestion, which yeah. one would go hand in hand with the other. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that I think that's the next big move on, on our part, man, is, is getting that done. So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, once we get that done. So, look, th- again, this is going to be a very quick football football. Um, uh, that we're, we're going to be trying to play here. Uh, you know, we're not going to be trying to huddle and, you know, do all this stuff. We want to get the fans really involved with what's happening. Like I said, the fans will be able to uh, listen to the plays being called, uh, listen to the communication between the quarterback and the and the, and the coaches or whatever. So uh, it's going to be a really in, interactive um, uh, football, we, we believe, anyway, for the fans. And I think that's the most important thing. And, uh, oh, I, I don't think I mentioned this. The players will be playing both ways. Ooh, they will love that. Both ways, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, we're going back to old school football here, man. So, um, you know, it's only going to be 14 people, 14 players on the team uh, with six guys on the field all the time. So, you know, you have, <clears throat> you have the possibility of, of subbing out. But uh, so I, I think this is very interesting because, you know, you talk so much about, you know, getting one guy and beating the guy. Well, now the guy can go right back on offense and beat him. So that should be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it sounds like a blast to say that this was a blast again is an understatement. Tim Brown, thank you for the time. This was truly an honor for all three of us. All right, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Absolutely. Tim. That is college football legend, Heisman Trophy winner, NFL legend, Tim Brown. I don't think I can overuse the term legend, but I'm trying. That was a lot of fun. No, that was that was great. You know, Brian, sometime we ought to talk about what potential names could be. You and I could just sit down and come up with all kinds of local uh, type names. That'd be awesome. There you go. Material for next week. But up next, it's Justin May. Stick around on the Northland Sports page. We'll be right back. Back here on the Northland Sports page. Welcome back to our house in the Holiday Center. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Steve Petosha. Dave Cook is still racking his brain for new Arena League team names for Duluth. But right now, I'm going to have you name off all of our sponsors. We're going to hear from one of them in just a moment. Absolutely. Aurora Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina Associates. We should talk to him in just a minute, I think. Sounds like a heck of an idea. Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, and Construct Tomorrow, the evening event on April 26th. 4 p.m. If you're interested in a career in the trades, that's the place to go. And again, the place to go is what will be the home of the new Duluth Arena Football League team to be named later. It's going to be at the deck on the 26th. So that'll be a fun event for that group of folks. Yeah, I know it'll be fantastic. And and honestly, if you're if you've ever been interested in the trades, Brian, and, and you just weren't sure how to actually get involved because we've never really talked about it. This event on the 26th at the deck with free parking, by the way, thank you. Um, the will give you the opportunity to walk through the uh, contractors, talk to people that do the job, and then go into the uh, main area of the deck and actually learn how to do some of it. The electricians are there, the roofers, all these different areas. You get to climb a, a beam if you want to be an wow. iron worker. There you go. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. All right, so again, April 26th at the deck. And again, we're grateful for all of our sponsors each and every week. And I got to give a ton of credit to Justin May because we poked fun at him for will he answer the phone or won't he? When truthfully, we should give him an attaboy for the amount of versatility that he's shown because he's been in the 1030 slot. He's been in the 1045 slot. He's been at 11. Today, he's at 
what was to be 1125 and now it's 1132 because we love chatting with Tim Brown. And Justin May, I love chatting with you off air just before we started this because you said, look at the guest list today. I feel like one of these things is not like the other, but you get to bat cleanup. You get to bring in Justin May. Good morning, my friend. I'm just your utility player, guys. Plug me in wherever you need me, anytime. Just, hey, Jay will move wherever we need him to because he's got nothing going on. We'll plan the show, and then we'll slot Jay here. The Denny, wow. the, the Denny Hawking of the NSP. Yes. He, Done. Is Denny Hawking or Al Newman your preferred Jeff comparison? Rebelay. Yeah, Jeff Rebelay, maybe. I don't know any of those guys, but I'll take uh, the guy. <laughs> I mean, Steve and I have way too much time in our baseball encyclopedia minds, but we do love having you. And, and I know you enjoyed, as Dave Hoops mentioned, following my social media at the home opener yesterday. You said already, put me on the uh, short list of, of new fans that get to attend with you. You want to come with us next year? Absolutely. My favorite day of the year, opening day at Target Field. I, I, I've been to many of them and usually with great friends and, don't remember a single game, but always remember the people that you were there with and the camaraderie, and that's what the game's about, right? Bringing us all together and rooting for one common cause, but uh, fellowship and, and spending time with your buddies. That's the most important part. 100% agreed, but at the same time, a win helps a lot. The Twins get an exciting walk-off in extra innings yesterday. So far, so good. Through seven, you win five. Five out of seven is going to do you a lot of good if you can sustain it during a season. Now, they won't because I don't think really any team has had a 700-plus winning percentage in ages. But what do you think? Because I know you're a big baseball fan. You have to enjoy watching the Twins right now in terms of end result. They could hit a little bit better, but holy cow, this team can actually pitch. That's new. I'm super impressed, super surprised. Now, you know, Morneau keeps telling us, hey, everybody settle down. I know we're excited. I know it's a great start. Um, The pitching has been the surprise and, and really outstanding we didn't play two great teams, but we faced a Cy Young winner and the World Series champion. I'm all in. I think the team is going to be so fun to watch this year. You know, Brian, I think that was the number 10 single of Meatloaf's career was, you know, five out of seven ain't bad. Yeah, that was the one that ended up on the cutting room floor. They right. went with two out of three. It just flowed better. It, it, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So, uh, you know, I hear Justin. It's like I, the three goal lead. I, I think that, I think that um, you know, when you started talking about us all getting together and rooting for the same cause, I thought you were talking about a certain hockey game tonight. So uh, it was it was. Well, no, nice he was. He wants the Wild to beat the Blues. <laughs> ah, very nice. Very nice. All right, Justin May. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this because we talked about flowing better. And and I guess one of my concerns is as much as I'm looking forward to warmer weather this week with all the snow that is in Duluth, I'm a little bit scared that this town is going to be a river runs through it once it gets a little warmer. Water is always a concern when buying or selling a home. But again, warm weather, you say, you know, things heat up when the weather does for you. What direction do you go on this? Because there's going to be some concerned homeowners possibly, but your market should heat up too. It's the best time to look at a house. I mean, you can't find anything that's going to be harder on your primary home condition right than the conditions we have right now. It's a great time to get out and see, is that basement going to leak? How strong is the roof? Um, I was actually fortunate enough that I showed three or four this week, and there's already some seepage starting. And, you know, you kind of got to educate your clients on, listen, we live in Duluth, Minnesota. We live on a rock. We get a lot of snow. Do you want your basement to leak? No. Is it going to? Yes. You are going to have to figure out ways to deal with it. Is it, is it normal? No. But in Duluth, it kind of is the normal. 
I get it. We'll give you a moment to cough here. We have we have better equipment than you do with a phone. We have cough buttons actually built in. We we've used them too. No question about that. I want to go back a week as well because of course last weekend was the home show and that was a very busy place as well and a good spot for you guys to be. Do you have do you have any memorable moments or any big takeaways from last weekend's home show? Uh, other than I think I contracted COVID and I was in bed from Sunday till Wednesday, but other than that, no, it was. It was a great show. It was awesome getting out and seeing everybody and all the people around. And again, you know, something for Duluthians to do, right? Instead of being stuck inside, get out, go walk around, mingle, shake hands, kiss babies. Uh, great products, great people. Uh, thank you to all the business communities that supported the Duluth Home and Builder Show because otherwise, what would we have done? And a great, great place for Messina and Associates to put a grandstand. Absolutely correct. Always a fun time at the home show. I've been there many times myself. One thing you and I have done many times ourselves as a group here, I shouldn't say just you and I, I guess, is play by or sell. You know how it works. You pick one of the major four sports. We play all four. I give you a statement. If you agree, you buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell and you tell me why. Your responsibility is to have your opinion and, of course, to give me the order. How do you want to play today? Let's go with the NFL. So he starts with the NFL. He must have been listening to Tim Brown a moment ago. So buy or sell this. Kevin O'Connell is, of course, an offensive-minded coach. The Vikings' biggest deficiency last year was on the other side of the ball. The defense couldn't stop the four of us. Buy or sell that the Vikings' first-round pick will be a defensive player. 100% buy it. No matter what everybody thinks, the, the offense is still pretty stacked. Um, with is Delvin coming back? I haven't been paying attention. I was well, he released yet? So far, not? so far he hasn't left. So we're going to assume that he's part of the roster because today he is. Okay, so yeah, the offense is stacked and the defense needs help, and you got rid of a couple key defenders already. So yeah, I'll buy that. I'm going to go 100 percent no. I think that the I think that O'Connell figures that he can get other guys for the defense later on and through free agency. But you know what? We're going to have to outscore some teams next year anyway. So let's go get a receiver or something on that order to help amp that. You know, let's supercharge. You know, in cars, they put the NOS in there. Let's put the nitrous in the car to, to make the engine go faster. Interesting theory because I thought we had to outscore everybody last year anyway. So if we have to do it again this year, it's going to be. now they've let defensive guys. It's going to be intriguing, but I also didn't know we had to assign percentages to this. This game is getting more and more complicated. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I think. I'm going to sell this. I think they're going to either draft a quarterback or they're going to draft an interior lineman. I think they're going to I think they're targeting that kid from Minnesota, the center from Minnesota to play on the Interesting. inside. See, I thought they would until God, they I got until they got Bradbury back. I thought they were too, but when Bradbury came back, I thought, well, you're not going to waste a first round pick on depth or are you? Well, I think they, they could use him at guard is the thing. And it, that is possible as well. I'm going to sell barely. I think it'll be an offensive selection because Basically, that's all I've seen. Every mock that I've looked at has a quarterback, has another wide receiver. Those are basically the two that you keep seeing. I also think a reason to sell it is we all said last year's draft class gave them nothing, and that's fact. It really gave them nothing. But a lot of those guys are coming back, and you get another year to tinker with them under what should be a better coordinator in Flores. So you drafted last year, I guess, hoping they help you this year. So I go to the offensive side this year, but we'll see. I mean – Maybe the better question is, and I'm not going to give a bonus today, but will they stay at 23? That's right, the question. That's the question, right. Right. All right, what's next, Justin May? Let's get my favorite sport, the NBA, out of the way. All right. So buy or sell this. The Timberwolves are destined for the play-in tournament. 
we've probably done this before, but each week I feel like it merits a new answer. Buy or sell, they'll actually make their way to the next round beyond it. Um, I'll buy it just because they seem like a little bit of a Cinderella story. They're, they, We said when they got Gobert, they had to go all in and that they were going for the home run here. Well, it didn't happen. And it's been a very disappointing season for what it should have been. <clears throat> so I see them pour, pulling a little bit of a horseshoe out as they come down the stretch here. Boy, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. I, I got I, like three of those today. I think this bumps that, all around. Well, I think it's tough because <laughs> they they play not so great against uh, bad teams. They play pretty well against good teams, and if they are a lower seed all the way through, maybe they got a shot at at doing some of this. So I'm going to say tentatively agree. Yeah, I mean, I think the the playing stuff is such a such a crapshoot it's just a, it's money yeah it's, it's a way a, to keep more markets involved the coin i i certainly don't believe in it so i guess i'm gonna sell just because i just don't think i don't think they care enough to be honest i don't think rudy cares i, I don't think cat cares yeah i and i don't know it, it, if anything this is you know to dave's point over the last year you know they need a guy like pat bevin there more than ever you know because there's yeah. just no pulse no edge this time of year i'm gonna sell that they get beyond it too just because they are the mark of inconsistency they are basically team one and one. They're going to get a big win and go, now they go. And then they're going to lose and they go nowhere. So it's going to depend on, do they get in that play-in game where you just have to win once? And is that the night they win? And then they do move on just like they did last year. If they end up in that lower tier and you have to win twice, watch them win once and blow the second one. It just seems par for the course on a good golf weekend for this team. Justin May, we got two down, two to go. What's next? Um, Let's go NHL. All right, similar story. And we'll talk about this a little bit longer, if you will. Both the Wolves and the Wild in our Drawing Lines final segment today. The Wild are good, no question. The NHL playoff format necessarily isn't good for them because that division is fantastic. Round one's been a bugaboo. Buy or sell, this team can reach a second round. Uh, I'm going to let Pitt answer this for me because I don't have a feeling on it. Can, can Pitt, can you answer once for Justin one way and you for the other way so I can hear your take on both sides? Yeah, can you argue with yourself, yes. get the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other, yeah. and just look each way? I, I can try. I, I think I think that I could buy this. I, I could buy that they're going to move on because they have the talent to do it. Um, whether or not they've got the goaltender uh, worked out. Or you know, if they does, pick the right one. Does, does does Dean get to decide who's playing in net, or does that come down from the front office? Is he the master you know, or the puppet master? Right, because, you know, Billy Guerin has been pretty, you know, dedicated Active. to his his former teammate and, and fellow cup winner um, since they brought him in. So, um I, I can't remember. Am I buying or am I selling on this one? Oh yeah, I'm buying this one because so they, Justin they, they buys. Have, they, okay, they have they have the potential to, to absolutely do it. And if if they if they win in the first round and move on, they could win the whole dang thing. That's going to be my point. You know, and um, could they could they could I sell it? Yeah, I could sell it because who's going to be their goaltender? You know, and you know what what's going to happen with Eck? You know, is is Hartman yes. is Hartman going to show up? You know, because Hartman is you know he's been there for handful of games and then he disappears for a handful of games so you know but i think at the end of the day i i, I do think that this team has a has the ability to move on and, and really go all the way i agree with you i'm gonna go very short i'll buy under two conditions do they choose the right goaltender because it's not like they have a bad choice just one is played worse than the other when it's counted which one is which i don't know i'll buy if Eck is healthy enough to try to give something a go and i'll buy if the round one opponent isn't colorado 
then I'll give them a win. See, I think they match pretty well with those two teams. I don't think they match at all well with Vegas. Vegas scares well, me. Well, and they'll death. have to pull off a miracle to get there. Been that would there. be that round would, two and beyond. That would be Minnesota's. But there's no uh, way luck, they could play right? them in round one, so they're right. Okay. So, so I would. I'm going to buy because I do think if they win this first one, they have a shot to go a long way. But I'd really be interested. Maybe we talk about this next week with with Steve to find out if the type of guys they have, if you can actually win with the type of players they have, not the individual guy and their talent level, but type of the type of skill sets that they bring all right so justin may do the two goaltenders can knock them both out and i think that Colorado's very vulnerable right now without my car so you get it it's a great time to draw them if we have to play them so really what it came down to is justin may just needed more time because the three of us went first and then he piped in with a perfect answer you were doing fine all along all right so this this last one is a little bit tongue-in-cheek but not really for Major League Baseball, I mentioned we're seven games in, basically a week's worth of games into the twin season. They're five and two. That part is tremendous. We have mocked or knocked the twins' new uniform choice repeatedly since they came out. Now we've seen them in person for a week. We've seen them on fans. We've seen them on the field. Buy or sell that the twins' new uniforms are even worse than we thought. Buy it 100%. I've seen a couple people around town that are wearing some of the new logos and some of the new things, and I ask every one of them because I'm taking information for your show, doing doing my data collection. Attaboy. And I say, all the, I say all the time, you know, do you love it or hate it? Obviously, you're wearing it, and they're like, it's about 50-50. There's no real, there are real solid lovers, and there are real solid haters, but they're like, what choice do we have, do we have now? We have to wear it. I'm, I just still don't like it. So I think I, I, I like the city jersey, right? But it truly feels like a third jersey. Like the, Plus like it alienates the, city. the rest of us. They're not the Minneapolis Twins. Right, but like a, like the Timberwolves have all these different jerseys. That yeah. they, and the Wild have. It, it feels like that jersey. The rest of them are trash-ish. You and I talked about this yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, I, I pointed. I, my, this was my point to Brian yesterday. You walk around Target Field. And there is no more jersey worn than the old baby blue twins jerseys from the late 70s, early 80s. They didn't 80s. like those oh, either. Yeah, so. loser jerseys. 100%. I love that. I would argue that that jersey is worn 5-1 to one yeah. at the stadium. And how the twins look at that and go with something what the, and what they picked, I mean, I don't know. It looks like a, looks like a second grader wrote out twins. I don't know. I, I, I go on forever about this. And the hat, I mean, the hat is yeah, awful. Yeah. And Brian tried the to tell me that awful. they flipped the W from Washington over. But it doesn't look like they did it that right. It, they didn't do that. It's, I mean, I mean, you could, I guess anytime you flip an M over or a W over, it becomes an M, right? But that's hard to argue with. But it, yeah, right. Uh, but it looks nothing like the Washington one. So the I think one? they absolutely blew it with these uniforms. I think they're bad too. And the biggest problem I have is on all four, they're really close. The home whites we saw yesterday. Some of that, some of the pieces of that are really neat. But then the font, again, looks like an elementary schooler tried to write it. The navy blue ones on the road aren't terrible, but then the numbers are white, and, and it just looks like a bad practice. contrast. Yeah. The gray ones, I like the pinstripe idea, but they look legitimately like pajamas. And then the Twin Cities ones are awesome, but you know my take on that. My biggest pride is Minnesota sports are called Minnesota we don't cheer for a city we don't live in. Yep. We cheer for a state that we do. You put Minnesota in the same font as you put Twin Cities. You got a winner in that one. Yeah, no, I agree. And how you don't, how you don't 
keep that TC hat. That TC hat is one of the best hats in baseball, I think. And then they gave it away yesterday and they revamped it. Legendary. I don't know how they revamped it. The C looks different by inches. Yeah, and I but I do like the tricolor helmets. The batting helmets going back to the way they used to be. I like that. But I will close with this. They can look like hot garbage, and if they play seven fourteen winning percentage baseball, I'm over it. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. All right, so Justin May, they may not be winning uniforms, but buying or selling real estate with you is a winning execution, winning idea. How can they do that? Get a hold of me anytime at 218-310-9559 or log on to MZR.com. Justin May, get better. We hope you get healthy fast. Appreciate you still taking the time no matter what time we make you take. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Have a good weekend, Mr. Justin. We've got one segment to go. We'll draw some lines courtesy of a roll architecture studio. Bumping out with pink houses, John Cougar or John Mellencamp, whatever you prefer, or all three, all three yeah. was performing just blocks away from us in the cities this week. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back on the Northland Sports page once again, a little dragging the line from Tommy James and the Shondells. We are not going to drag lines, but we're going to draw some. Courtesy of our original sponsor, he started a list that we're very grateful has grown considerably. Absolutely. Ryan at Ryan Arola Architecture Studios. Arola Ryan the Hunter. Yes. Ryan uh, has been, you know, our biggest fan the whole time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, having the studio support us from the get-go. Uh, Arola Architecture Studios has been a big deal. Is a big deal. Uh, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May, who we just heard heard from. I mean, he had some really good advice about basements, Brian. I mean, I think that in Duluth you have to realize, you know, that sometimes is just part of the deal. Well, and he should have good advice on that because we cheer for teams that end up in them too often. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies, the Incline Station, Famous Dave's, our Construct Tomorrow event on the 24, on the 26th of, of April, on the 26th of April at 4 p.m. Uh, over at the deck where you can learn about construction careers, how to get involved with them, you know, which which trade you might be interested. It's all hands-on. That's on the 26th at the deck, free parking at 4 p.m. And one more thing I want to mention, Blackwater Lounge, part of the Blackwoods group that sponsors this show. They've got some good things going on during the week. The weather's going to get nicer, and we all like to have a little break in our work week. Midweek martinis is available on Wednesday nights. Half-price fondue for two, which I love, and $2 off all martinis. That's on Wednesdays, but then happy hour in general at Blackwater. You can find it just about every day. It's very close. Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 4 to 6, $2 off all martinis and $5 off. My wife would love this, the edamame and the lounge fries as well. And next week, we're going to have some big news out of Mount Royal Bottle Shop as well. Next week, Hoops Brewing has a big cribbage tournament that I'll be at. A lot of good stuff going on for our good sponsors. Well, that's the thing. You know, our sponsors are great because they support the show. Our sponsors are great because they have so much stuff going on, right? They have, you know, we've talked about Blackwood. Or let me tell you a quick story about Blackwoods. Give me real quick. We were at the um, uh, Two Harbors Career Fair the other day, and and a, like a seventh grader came by and said he was inter- interested in restaurants. So we walked him over there, and uh, Kevin over there had a five-minute conversation with this kid 
And really, he the kid came up later and he said, wow, now I really want to work in restaurants. So it's not just, you know, the the big stuff, right? They do the little stuff well. Right. Never underestimate the impression you can make. And our sponsors have always made great impressions on us. Ryan Arola again was the first. So drawing lines, courtesy of Arola Architecture Studio today. It's a bit of an expansion off something we just started discussing with Justin because we talked about, you know, this is a fun week and a fun month in sports. Baseball gets moving. There's the draft. There's the Masters this weekend for those that love that. And it's playoff time in the NBA and the NHL. So we have talked about, you know, will they or won't they with the Wild and the Wolves. And we tend to skew a little bit negative. Granted, I'm on text threads that I become the positive guy. And I'm not sure how that happens. But I'm going to go that direction here, too. Let's spin drawing lines in the positive to close the show only for about four minutes. So we don't have to do it long. What has to happen for both the Wolves and the Wild to keep moving? What's the most important thing? You talked about most important players. What's the most important facet for each team? Well, I just think you got to try to stay healthy, number one. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, the grind of a long season is, you know, really just staying healthy. And, and you know, for the Wild, I don't know. They just got to, you know, stay together as a group, which they seem to do. And I think it's pretty simple what they what they have to do. They just have to play well. I have one more question for the assistant golf coach on the <laughs> dais as well. With the Masters, what has to happen there to pull off a win? Because suddenly we we glorify Augusta's weather compared to ours. Who's going to get the win and how? Well, I I think uh, you know John Rahm is 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 you know leading the charge, and I think you know that as if the course ever dries out, um, I think those big hitters are just in a, in an advantage right now because of the way they've lengthened it. I mean, and, and, and it's really, it's a, it's a chip course for the most part because it's still pretty short. But um, you're not getting the roll that you usually get there um, off the tee. And so I think those big hitters are, are really, you know, in a good spot to, to finish. finish. It'll be interesting. Top. I just appreciated that early on Fred Couples was still in the mix. And Tiger, of course, made the cut. So sometimes it is the classics rather than the new age of all the golfers. But Dave Cook, let's start with the Wolves. Because for me, they've just got to shoot it better. Now, I know that seems like, well, that's low-hanging fruit. Brian's going to tell us in all his epic sports knowledge that in order to win basketball games, you got to put the ball in the basket more often. But, but that's really what it is. I mean, we talked to Tim Brown about how the NFL has changed. We talked to Jordan Leopold about how hockey's changed. Basketball's changed a ton. You know, the mid-range is still a thing, but it's fading. Mm-hmm. The big man game, we talked about the Wolves tried to turn back the clock with Rudy and Towns together and twin towersing their way through the season. Didn't happen because Towns missed two-thirds of it. But they need shooters. It's a three-point shooting contest too often in the NBA, and the Wolves are woeful in that department a lot. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Brian, but I think it takes the step before then, and that is they have to maintain their composure and their concentration. Like the, the Timberwolves histories, they get to these so spots. So Cat can't be Cat of last year at right, this time. Right, but Ant can't take that on. Rudy can't complain about officials. Like they just need to lock into what it is they're doing. And when they start shooting, focused on – on shooting and, and, you know, competing and succeeding instead of complaining about everything goes around. And then for the Wild, I, you know, tongue-in-cheek went to you as a golf coach, but I'm certainly going to go to you as a hockey coach. The cliche is back-end out. John Carlson will tell you don't get up by three. We can throw those two out the window. But the Minnesota Wild need to do what exactly? Because we can talk about, you know, your team season change. I'm not putting high school hockey on the level with NHL, but your team season change when they decided they were going to get net presence and cause problems in front of goaltenders. We talked about for the Wild... They need to choose the right goaltender, and, and we just hope on that. Minnesota, stylistically, they need to do what? Because they look bad against Vegas. They look worse against Pittsburgh. They're not going the right direction right now. you got a chance to get right against the St. Louis team that doesn't care, the Chicago team that isn't good. Then you've got some grinders against Winnipeg and Nashville to close. 
But what do you see stylistically that Minnesota can do to, to be playoff ready? They've got to take care of their own end. I think it always starts in defensive hockey and I, and I think in any sport, you know, football, you know, can you, can you play good defense and run the football? You know, I mean, hockey, same thing. Can you stop the puck and limit second chance opportunities? And if they play good defensive hockey, I think that team has the firepower up front. If, if guys like Hartman show up, um, you know, some of these, some of the guys like Steele that have, have had, you know, probably okay years, you know, maybe even overachieved. I, you know, I think they've got the firepower up front to do it uh, if they can take care of their own end. Dave's writing notes and he's distracting everybody. Oh, he just, sorry. Oh, Marco he just, Rossi. Rossi. He just Rossi looked at comes me. back and tears it up. Dave just looked at me upset because the show is ending. Unfortunately, we only have two hours every week. That I can't control. The rest of it I do a little bit here. It's always an honor to run the ship that is the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Steve Patosha, wishing everybody a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.